Hey, it's Sean for Radio Free Professional Wrestling. We recorded this episode before all the news broke about the WWE possibly being sold to the Saudi Arabians and Vincent Man being elected chairman of the board again. I know me, David, and Jake will have a lot to say next week on the show, but go ahead and listen to this episode. We have some highly interesting takes about Wrestle Kingdom and what we knew at the time about Vince McMahon coming back to WWE. Until next week, stay stunning. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of Radio Free Professional Wrestling. We are back for the first time in 2023, and gentlemen, I thought we put to rest the biggest story of 2022, Vince McMahon returned from the WWE, but while we were gone, he forced his way back through the door. He's back in the WWE. David and Jake, how are you doing, and how did this happen? Hello! Feliz Año Nuevo! Happy New Year! Just 10 days into the new year. It's already going to be one hell of a year in the world of professional wrestling. Yeah, Happy New Year, everyone, and uh, thank you for sticking with our delightful little um, threesome here that we've got going. And yeah, I, I think from what's happened in the first 10 days, with having Wrestle Kingdom, some continuous dynamite, and the return of the Mac, Vince Mac. Vinny uh, Mac, yes. Vinny Mac is back, and... But is he back for good? Do we want him back for good? Sean, tell me. Well, David, nice for you saying that. Let's just slide over to a very new segment that we're going to do on Radio Free Professional Wrestling. We call this RPW In Depth. This time, we're looking at the return of one Vince Kennedy McMahon. This is RFPW In Depth. Sean and David take a deeper look at a wrestling promotion or wrestler that you should check out. Gentlemen, this started over the holiday period for us as Vincent Mann wrote a letter to the WWE Board of Directors back on December 27th saying, I would like to come back to the company on the board so we can look forward to possible sales of the company. Now, the board took a vote there and it was 11 to 0 to not have Vince to come back on. So, in response to that, Vince sent a second statement saying, If I can't be on the board, I'm not going to prove any. TV right deal or any sell without my approval. So he kind of forced himself back into the company. Mm-hmm. This was originally reported by the Wall Street Journal. And uh, I got to say, you know, the Wall Street Journal, they've been breaking a lot of the most important wrestling stories uh, the past year. It, it really is that incredible, eh? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I'm not totally surprised that, uh, well, look, since like Vince is the majority stockholder, uh, you would think that, you know, he would like to have more of a say on what the future business direction of the company will be. You know, the thing is that it's interesting because being involved back in the board of directors to facilitate a potential sale and, you know, ahead of the company's media rights uh, renewal, you know, you would think that, uh, man, I I would never thought, uh, if you would ask me a couple years ago that uh, we would see uh, this come to fruition, uh, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would ever believed you (laughs) at at all, uh, to be honest. Same gentlemen. Both of you good-looking fellas. The board is set. He's coming back. He walks in. No chance in hell hits through the boardroom. And in he walks with two strippers on each arm. (laughs) I digress. That's just happening in my head. I think he's come back for one reason and one reason only, to sell the company. Now, the latest rumour I've read this morning prior to um, seeing both your lovely faces over, over Skype is that, and I hope I really do, hope this is true because it will end my relationship any relationship i have with the wwe as a fan and a watcher that there is a, a conglomerate from saudi arabia ready to buy with the financial offer that he wants and he's come back for one reason and one reason only and despite the three board members falling on their sword and resigning because he's come back 
Um, it's come back so simple as that. You know, it, it makes me a little worried because, like, you know, Vince can make himself, you know, head of WWE creative right now because he's given himself the power to do so. He he literally rewrote company bylaws and has everything else by the balls, you know. Uh, I saw this great CNBC article saying that, uh, well, it could be legitimate, though, uh, since, you know, uh, J.P. Morgan has been hired to help uh, lead sale talks. And, uh, that- yeah, look, I mean, there are a ton of, like, potential front runners to, to buy this company. I mean, obviously, you got Comcast and... NBC Universal. They have a long relationship with the WWE, reaching 20 years now. But to be honest with you, like, and shocking, and you know, and you just mentioned it, David, shocking for me to say that uh, maybe I, I wouldn't even put in past uh, maybe a Saudi Arabian company. Like a like a st- like holding a stake in this. Like for example, like uh, we saw um, Newcastle United being sold to a Saudi company. So uh, you know they're getting involved in the world of football and sports as well. Well, guys, when the Saudi deal came to light, it kind of perked my ears up because I was thinking that hey, this is a way for Vincent Man to literally take back the company because with the Saudis having the cash. They can take this company private again, and it won't matter who's running the business because it's a private company. Now, the other company that I feel like has the best shot at actually buying it and keep it public is NBC. They already have the Peacock deal, and all the WWE media is on Peacock already, so why not just buy the company so you own everything? Sure, and it can take WWE private again, and the the inner goings of the uh, business of WWE won't have to be like won't have to be like public knowledge anymore, since 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 it won't be a publicly traded company in the New York Stock Exchange. If that if it will uh, if it will happen. Okay, Dave, I got a question for you. Which company, if you were want to put a bet on, will actually end up buying the WWE? Would it be the Saudi led effort, or would it be NBC? I honestly, I when when I read the article, um, and it was this morning, um, UK time. Unfortunately, it made so much sense with Vince suddenly coming back to these. And then the people that are writing this, like you, Jake has just said, you know, the Wall Street Journal. These aren't tin pot dirt sheet writers that are writing this. These are respected journalists who've got more fingers in pies. And I would not be at all surprised to see, because Vince has got no scruples, let's face it. He don't give a <laughs> crap who he sells it to. He, no, but he doesn't. If he makes his money, because he's going to need it, because allegedly they've asked him to pay back. Yeah, exactly. This is all the, um, about Vince getting one last payday. Yeah, I, I think you're right, Jake, because he's, he's been asked, or asked, told, I don't know how you go with Vince, to pay back the, the, the 12 slash $15 million, depending on what you believe, sexual harassment money that he's had out of the company, that there's no question about that. I mean, it's just a question whether he's innocent or not, but the money's been paid, the hush money's been paid, there's physical evidence of that. So he maybe needs to pay that, and he's just come in and gone, you know, right, screw you. Um, I'm going to sell to the best bidder, and the best bidder would always be the Saudis, because they can buy the WWE a little bit like it's it's pennies. It's not a big deal to them, you know, and, and it can be a novelty almost. WWE is making more out of the Saudi out of the Saudi stadium events than WrestleMania. Right. I mean, that's 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 proven knowledge right there. I feel like if you're going to take this company private, you're going to need to basically bid for a WWE between 6 and probably $8 billion so you can buy all the stocks back. And to be upfront, I do own about 14 shares of WWE stock, so I'll probably get bought out and that money will go into my 401k. So my feeling is I'm really worried about the Saudi Arabia deal because I feel like that is this a Machiavellian power play that Vince Man has set in motion. And I feel like he kind of had this built in as a backup plan. Mm-hmm. This is like the best season of uh, Succession that I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> to me, <laughs> yeah, shout, Jake. You know, if you took this to like Hollywood and gave them like the paper strip of this, I feel like they wouldn't believe you. They'd be like, "We can't put this on TV." <laughs> oh, it could um, be more and more though. So because like you know, a lot of a lot of more wrestling stuff is going is going to Hollywood. So I wouldn't put past that to be honest with you. <laughs> I genuinely don't think he's going to be involved with creative. But however, when the decision was made, I would have loved to see William Regal's face. Oh, can you? Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> can you even imagine? <laughs> he's like, oh. He is the unluckiest man in the world at the moment. He (laughs) he is the one with the most leverage, too, so he he has a lot of luck uh, towards him. So a lot of people backstage are very concerned about Vincent Man coming back into the promotion because a lot of the former talent that Triple H brought back in after he was able to get control of the company are now looking like if Vince comes back in, they can literally get fired again. They're back out no longer three to six months since they've been hired again. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, but we'll see. I don't think that that will happen. I don't think he's going to be involved. I think he's come back for one reason and one reason only, and this will occupy his time, which is the sale of the company. And it's just, uh, it's to whomever gives him the most money, and I think that'll be Saudi Arabia. I really do. It makes sense, even though it will, it, you know, it's an awful decision from a human, humanitarian point of view. Um, from a financial perspective, they've got the clout. And that's all he wants. He just wants money because he's got to pay off about 600 women from previous employees that he's um, he's tinkered with, shall we say. Allegedly. I would be I would be shocked if uh, this would drag along to the point where he would be backstage in Gorilla uh, as far as like, you know, micromanaging the company again, you know. But, you know, who know, who know like, you know, stranger things would happen. But, uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree on that. So we'll know from the product because yeah, we'll obviously he's picked, product. Up, he's picked up with Hunter being in charge, and uh, as everyone expected it would, it has got better, it's got more watchable, so you'll know, you'll know. Yeah, I mean, hey, look, Hunter has a lot more leverage on him, too, so he can definitely make his own case, so, yeah. Well, gentlemen, we're going to leave this here for now. We'll keep you addressed of the situation on Radio Free Pro Wrestling. Gentlemen, let's talk about some in-ring action. Let's go to the Sunny Six Questions. Let's go. It's time for the Sunny Six Questions. All the whys, and what have they done now? Okay, gentlemen, stunning question number one. Back on the last SmackDown of 2022, we saw a return. Actually, we saw two returns. The first one I want to talk about is Charlotte Flair returning to SmackDown and on her very first night becoming the SmackDown Women's Champion. Gentlemen, was this the correct decision? So uh, the crowd uh, that night chanted, thank you, Charlotte. And to be honest with you, I was one of those people. Thought it was the right decision, and uh, I, I couldn't. And at this point, that I've been so disappointed in what Ronda had to put out uh, the past year, and how she was presented, and how she does her own stuff. You know, I've been following Ronda Rousey since 2011, and unfortunately, this is the lowest that she has ever been in terms of like you know as a performer, uh, as as a star. I mean, to me, she has become just another person on the roster and it just felt it just feels like that she doesn't care not taking the time to you know to to enhance on her craft and just to improve on like what she can do on the mic so to be honest with you i thought good riddance uh, to be honest with you i echo exactly every single syllable that, that young jake has just said there i couldn't reinforce it enough Phone it in, rouses. You can tell with Rhonda the difference of when she's in, enthused and when she's not because she phones it in. And she's been phoning it in for months. I love Charlotte. I don't care. She could go. I, I, I think she's, whether she's a, an arse behind the scenes or not, she's absolutely fantastic in the ring. I'm always down on women's wrestling. But if they give me, if I see Charlotte Flair every week, I, I would never complain about another women's wrestling match again because she's one of the best that I've ever seen inside the squared circle. So, yeah, absolutely right decision, what Jake said. The thing about Ronda is that it just feels like that all she does is just play pro wrestler. I mean, look at Brock Lesnar. Does he play pro wrestler? No, he's Brock Lesnar, uh, the beast incarnate. He's the behemoth. He takes it very seriously. The complete opposite of what what of what Rhonda does and what Rhonda's supposed to be. Like, you know, she's supposed to be, you know, uh like the, the most dominant female on the roster, you know, with the the angry face, uh the the BMF walk. And she's been anything but in like in all of her in all in all of her career in the WWE. Like that that's my biggest issue uh with her. It just, it just feels like she just plays a role and doesn't do anything beyond that. Okay, Jake, you know what I feel like between the difference between Ronda and Brock is I feel like Brock really cares about pro wrestling. He's got into it after his UFC career and he takes it seriously. I feel like Ronda she may enjoy pro wrestling and she when the first run she had she really did a good job displaying all the facial reactions and stuff and I believe her. But like you said this time coming back I feel like it's more like okay I get this job I work every Friday night I come on there every so often and she just got into this place where she just She's kind of milling it in, if you know what I mean. I mean, she said it herself in like her freaking in, in her freaking social media posts. Is that you know, why am I going to seriously? I mean, it's fake and all that, and that's that's when I stopped taking you taking you seriously, which is kind of unfortunate. But okay, gentlemen, let's go over to our second sending question. We saw a second debut on the same episode of SmackDown. It was one John Cena making his first and last appearance in 2022. 
and keeping his streak alive with 20 years of wrestling one match for the WWE. Now, looking forward to 2023, we have WrestleMania in Hollywood. Jimin, who would you want him to wrestle? Do you want him to wrestle Logan Paul or one American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes? Ooh, that's a very interesting one. I mean, the the Cody option uh, sounds very in- intriguing, but to be honest with you, like I seeing what Logan Paul can do, um, I'm very interested to see what uh, what Logan Paul would do against Cena. I think that would be something I would definitely look forward to. Yeah, I mean, looking the options out there, you know, like we can't ignore the uh, the rumors out there that uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin is uh, still looming in the background, and maybe we could see that happen, a, a match between uh, Austin and Cena. So there are a lot of good options uh, out there. If you would ask me what is the most intriguing one, uh, I would definitely say... Uh, Austin and Cena, but uh, maybe maybe Logan Paul could be a close second right there too. Um, I don't want to see Logan Paul anywhere near a wrestling ring. I don't give two <laughs> stuffs. I don't give two stuffs if his performance was decent um, last time out. So I'm going out of the two options that Sean gave me. Um, whether whether Cody Rhodes is one of my personal favourites, he's not. But he knows how to conduct himself in a wrestling ring. And Cody Rhodes and Cena for me would be a much much better match. You're gonna you're gonna have a spot fest with Logan Paul. Now the rumor has it Stone Cold Steve Austin that I've read, Jake. And again, I'm not going to argue with you, you know, because you're closer to the action. Is that if Austin is going to compete at WrestleMania? which it looks more and more likely because he's working out. There was some footage of him in the gym the other day looking a million, but got to be honest, he look, you know, he looked the part, is that he's going to have a match with Kevin Owens. That's the one I've heard. Hmm. Yeah, I did see a little bit of that too. Maybe another rematch uh, between them. But, I mean, look at look at those Instagram pics. I mean, his, his arms are swole as fun, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, Austin is, how old is he? Like, close to 56, and you're still looking at that age? I mean, you know, he looks way better than he first retired against The Rock uh, back in 03. So, you know, you yeah. to get um, that guy. But the, the one thing I'd say about Steve is, if he comes back and has another match, he would want it to be the best it possibly could be. Um, so, therefore, I would say working with someone like Kevin Owens, he's, gonna, he's got more chance of getting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he is going to come back, he better come out with the vest and the trunks. That's all I that's why that's why I would like to see out of out of Steve. <laughs> come out dressed as the ringmaster. <laughs> oh yeah, come back as the ringmaster. With, with, with a set of hair too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, some hair implants. Okay, so my main concern about Logan Paul is last time we saw him, he really banged his knee up. He was suffering from an MCL tear, a PCL tear. Will he be ready for WrestleMania? And do you want his first time back in the ring? to be at WrestleMania. Now, Grant, I know hopefully he would be trained before this, but I just don't know if you want to see him that soon after the injury he had back in the fall. True, true. Like, like, yeah, like, like you said, he's more like Logan Paul is more of a high, of a high flying type of person. And could, would it be the best option for him to come back pretty early in order to come to WrestleMania? I mean, I, if not, then it'll be probably just be, uh, be best to wait uh, for the next Saudi show for, for Logan Paul. So, Okay, gentlemen, stunning question number three. AEW debuted their brand new setup this past week on AEW Dynamite. Gentlemen, I watched it. They had a nice little intro package. After that, it was kind of like, am I looking at CNN Legend Night table? <laughs> CNN Election Night? <laughs> Were you expecting Wolf Blitzer or Anderson Cooper to come out? <laughs> I feel like that's the only thing they didn't copy from the setup. <laughs> it was all right. Uh, I- I'll say this. I, I do like the uh, the lighting in the ring. kind of comes back to Dynamite before the pandemic, uh, where it's like focused on the ring. It's more of an underground type of look. I, I do I did enjoy that. To be honest with you, I kind of I kind of miss the tunnels uh, of the past. So I kind of wish they could have kept that. And yeah, I mean, as far as the stage is and the set is concerned, it kind of looks like it could be the work of, you know, one Mike Mansuri, uh, who's the new executive producer. It kind of looks a little too WWE for me uh, with all just uh, just screens um, as far as the set is concerned. I do want to see a little bit of a difference, a little bit more uh, more special in terms of the set. So I was a little disappointed in that. But, you know, there's. There are pros and cons to everything anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I was sort of struck by the indifference. You raise a good point about the dual tunnels, Jake, but in theory, the dual tunnels were obviously one side heels, one side faces. You've got a company with very few wrestlers who actually have that specific dynamic. You've got so many in-betweeners that you might as well have a middle tunnel because, you know, even MJF 
still gets cheered. You know, the, the, the most diabolical sure. meal in the, in the world ever. And he still gets cheered. So I get the fact that they got rid of them, even though it was a unique feature to AEW and a good idea. Really, yeah, I didn't notice a major, major, major difference in it. Obviously, Sean made his um, CNN analogy, which, you know, obviously I wouldn't have got, but I'm sure that's valid. Um, but yeah, it didn't really affect me, um, to be fair, but they need to sort out their bloody television show before they start tinkering around with the set. Okay, gentlemen, I'm going to give it a couple more weeks. I'm going to get see if I get a better feel for it. To me, Jake, you're right. It feels like WWE light on the stage because you have basically three Titantrons now. Hopefully, this will suit a little bit more as we get used to it. Gentlemen, let's go over to our fourth standing question as we go across the Pacific to New Japan Pro Wrestling as they're coming off of one of the best Wrestle Kingdoms they have had in the last five years. And I want to talk about a special debut. And it was Mercedes Monet, the former Sasha Banks. She had her debut. And was it good? Was it bad? I thought they had a good start to it. I thought the package was good. Her theme song, I'm kind of questionable about. And her finisher, I want to say it was Cara Singh, maybe the sliding off her back, but that needs work as well. Jake, what do you think? Oh boy, um, where should I start here? Look, uh, they probably had the good intentions for her, but uh, overall, I thought the debut was kind of rough. And if that move wasn't a botch, uh, it needs to go on the shelf ASAP. Uh, it looked to me that <laughs> like it's meant to transition into the bang statement, uh, but then she never applied it. And Kyrie got KO'd from nothing. Uh, <laughs> in the long run, this 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 wasn't like the the Shockmaster f- falling and completely killing the gimmick before it all started. All will be forgiven if the in ring delivers, and we know she's capable of of cutting some good promos. But on the big stage with a ton of hype, I, I definitely thought it was a flop. I mean, I guess her entrance attire was decent, uh, but I and also the music was not good, as you mentioned, uh, Sean. Her hair looked pretty looked pretty weak as well, and I seriously I seriously wonder if she was intoxicated for some reason. <laughs> yeah, again, you've not left me with much, but rightly so. It was a bag of nails. And that's the polite version. It was a complete bag of nails. One thing Jake didn't mention, the crowd sat on their hands. There was no pop, which there should have been if it was done right. Um, The finisher was botched, but I think that was more Kyrie's fault than Sasha's because Sasha was expecting her to do certain things to sell it. I wouldn't have actually blamed her for that, but it was botched. No two ways about it. It looked awful. Um, I I think Kyrie dropped to her knees quicker than she should have done reading between the lines and if you look it look at it back but it was an absolutely awful start they have got some hard work to do to resurrect uh, um very quickly look da- yeah and david you mentioned a good point about the crowd i mean I, I i see a lot of comments on twitter saying that oh the japanese crowd is quiet because and because and it re- it resembles respectfulness and I, i'm i'm really tired of that excuse uh to be honest with you like hey look at look at i'm, I'm jumping ahead here but look at kenny omega and will osprey i mean yeah, the, 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 you can hear the crowd they were not quiet for that i mean for the big spots i mean it was one of the greatest matches i ever seen and they were and they were not quiet throughout that match so to me that is just a, a lame excuse uh and yeah it's, it's nothing to be justified about in my opinion you know, Jake, I feel like what happened here was we finally found out that there's more New Japan Pro Wrestling fans in Japan who don't watch WWE programming. So that's the reason why her debut wasn't as hype as it should. Because if you flip it and have her debut at a show here in North America, I feel like she would have got a bigger pop. And I think we uh, Sure, it. absolutely. So I think the company kind of overbedded on how many fans in Japan, watched WWE and knew who she was, and they just went, okay, we got this lady coming out, she's attacking Kari. Okay, what's next? Yeah, and yeah, for, for context, the, the WWE is shown on a small uh, satellite uh, satellite channel in Japan, so yeah, I mean, not many people watch, uh, can, can even watch WWE in Japan anyway, so. Boys, question for you, for you both, sorry to take the Sean roll here, they're now obviously set up a match February the 18th, yeah? Mercedes versus Kyrie. Who wins that, or what's the booking of it? Okay, David, I would go a like a DQ. I would go like time to draw because if you take this belt off of Kyrie three months after she won it, we're just starting to get this title heated. 
I feel like you don't want to put it on Sasha because I'm like, it doesn't make sense, but you don't want to have Sasha lose her very first match. So to me, it needs to be some kind of funky DQ. Uh, yeah, I think it would, I think it should be like a time limit draw uh, between Mercedes and, and Kyrie because like it would receive a ton of like negative feedback. Uh, I, I'm guessing if, if it, if it goes like one way or another. So uh, yeah, I mean that, that's probably like the most common sense uh, outcome that will come out of this, in my opinion. I, I agree with you both. Um, but couple of points from this the match has got to be something special after that oh yeah after that complete balls up and bear in mind gado's booking on this wrestle kingdom 17 which was a complete load of horseshit excuse me sean um and ruined wrestle kingdom 17 for me because the booking the result booking not so much the show but the result booking was what was really, really questionable. Well, you know what? You led me into my fifth stunning question for you, David. What is next for yes. Will Ospreay after his loss to Kenny Omega? And David, <laughs> when I was, was watching this match live at 7 o'clock in the morning, I was going like, I know David's going to hate this. And I was like going, okay, we brought Kenny Omega over from the States. This is a good match. I enjoyed the match. What the, What are we going to do with Osprey? Osprey is supposed to be the guy going into 2023. You first, David. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Well, obviously, everyone's loved this. Everyone's loved it. There have been, you know, Meltzer gave it six and a quarter. Um, even Jim Cornette this week on The Experience was complimentary about Omega in certain areas. Yeah, shocking, um, right? <laughs> yeah, I, but I the result and the booking has absolutely ruined it for me. I mean, I can't deny, yeah, I know what I saw, I know what you saw, and I know how you guys think, and I know how I should think. But the booking of it has absolutely ruined it for me. It's like, how are they going to re- right? it Just hear me out as well. I'll, I'll try not to take up too much time on this. They bring Omega over from AEW, right? Whereas they'd already buried Osprey in, in AEW on these couple of appearances in, in AEW. And yeah, they have this fantastic match, but how much of a commitment is Kenny going to give New Japan Pro Wrestling going forward? Where Osprey signed with nobody else, he does the odd indie appearance, he does the odd Red Pro appearance, and he's, he, in fact, he's at 1PW, I'm seeing him next month, um, but that's another story. He, he's committed to New Japan Pro Wrestling. To have Kenny go over makes no sense with the booking, particularly with the way the last match was booked. And I don't want to do spoilers on what Sean's done, but now, are they going to build Osprey up to have a logical match with um, Osprey, another Osprey Okada classic? Um, with Jay White, obviously Jay White, it looks like he's on the way out. Sean's reported that on numerous occasions. So that sort of takes Jay White out of the uh, equation. And how much of an influence is Kenny on this? Now he's got sort of like, now he's got the extra belt because the logical one would be another Kenny Omega match because Kenny with Okada, sorry, um, a Kenny versus Okada match. It made no sense to me and it spoiled it, which would have been the absolute perfect match. Sorry, gents. You don't think that... Uh... May, will 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 try to uh, get his comeuppance on um, on Kenny on Kenny uh, maybe in a future pay per view possibly but it'll have to be in New Japan because he won't go over in AEW um, because you're then messing with the EVPs and the toy toy box I think I, I just think the booking Gato did it the whole show. The, for me, a lot of the booking was wrong. FTR shouldn't have lost the titles. I actually thought Jay White should have gone over over Okada and let Okada chase because he's just a golden boy. Gado's so influenced by his favourites that it, 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 it makes Tony Khan look neutral. Uh, that's one that you mentioned right there that kind of baffled me too. Like if Kenny Omega went over, then why didn't FTR uh, go over as well yeah. uh, on the same card? Well, I do believe, I want to say with the FTR losing the New Japan Tag Team title, I feel like they are going to take a smaller role in 2023. They may actually be backing out for a little bit and focusing on the independent scene here in North America. Now, getting back to this match, I got a feeling there's a way to salvage Osprey if we're going to go quote-unquote salvage Osprey here. I feel like Kenny hosts his belts to Dominion, and Osprey beats him at Dominion. If that doesn't happen, you have 
Osprey to dominate the G1, and he faces Okada next year at Wrestle Kingdom 18. Yeah, that would be the most salv- salvaging outcome for him. Is that if he if he would have like a very dominant showing in the G1, and it would definitely uh, uh, boost up his performance and his and his uh, his personality and his character and and his um uh, his road into becoming coming the best. I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, there are rumors that this is the last uh, year in his co- his current contract in New Japan, so. To me, if I was Gato, yeah, 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 it kind of makes sense. Um, if I was Gato, I mean, I would, I would take advantage in what Will Osprey can do and not just blow this over. I mean, you know, I've been very critical of New Japan and its product offering over the last few years, and you know, one of my bigger gripes is, you know, on the upsell on U.S. based pay per views when WWE conditioned uh, fans in North America to pay a service to get all of the shows. But hey, for seven fifty. Uh, seven fifty uh, a month for for New Japan World. Overall, I, I enjoyed Wrestle Kingdom for me personally. Um, yeah, I mean there were some booking decisions that uh, that really baffled me uh, as well. But yeah, I mean if this this really has to be the year for for Will Osprey, and if not, then it would be like the biggest uh, the biggest drop the ball uh, the biggest ball dropper in you know in the history of New Japan in my opinion. So I mean I mean look like as much as I love Okada, you know how many more times can can he uh, can he uh, hold the uh, hold the the top spots? I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, a lot of people have said that he's becoming the uh, the John Cena of a uh, New Japan, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is kind yes, of unfortunate. Which is kind of unfortunate. So there's some truth to that, Jake. Um, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed the in ring. I enjoyed the in ring, but but for me to to have it perfectly, for me to call it perfectly, the booking has got to make sense, and not a lot of it did. I mean, my match of the night was that Sabre Junior. That was the best match for me, and I've got to be honest, his promo was 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 wonderful. But I enjoyed JY Okada just as much as I did um, Osprey Omega. Um, but sorry, I'm interrupting Sean. Sean, take it away, you handsome fella. <laughs> okay, sixth and final stunning question. And yes, gentlemen, we are going to the main event of Wrestle Kingdom 17. It's Jay White versus the Okada one. And gentlemen, was it the right call to bring the title back to the homeland and the, the hero of Japan, Okada? These two had were in a tough spot, uh, especially coming after, you know, Osprey and Omega. But hey, I mean, at least the two uh, really did well uh, as far as the main event goes. To be honest with you, I'm not the biggest. I'm... Jay White is, uh, he's okay, but he doesn't really do it as much as I hate to say it. But, you know, I think Okada, I think going back to Okada was the right decision. I think Okada is just, uh, I don't think he's going to hold it for too long. I think he's more of a transitional champion, uh, maybe uh, later in the year uh, to see uh, what he would do with it. If it's going to be Will uh, later in the year, but yeah, but who knows? So, but uh, yeah, I mean, me personally, I thought it was the right decision, so I yeah, saw it coming once. Once, obviously, we'd had um, Kenny and Will. It was like, okay, well, then Okada's going over. Um, I wasn't as um, behind the scenes savvy as the stunning one in that I didn't know that Jay White was shipping out shortly after. So, therefore, the actual booking of Okada to win made sense from that perspective. But also, you've always got the doubt he is Gado's golden child, and so you know. You can't fault him, really. I enjoyed the match. I just didn't agree with the booking. Um, I, I wasn't as offended by the, the booking of this as I was the Will Kenny match. So, we'll say, yeah, I suppose the only thing is the unpredictability of Gato does make for some, well, okay, we'll see where it goes. You've said it, Jake. We'll have to see where it goes and maybe Dominion, you know, maybe the, you know, the, the big ones coming up. The G1 even, as Sean said, the G1 is always a good line to where they're thinking. But the big thing for me from an Osprey perspective is is he's been muting about his contract. It's due for renewal in March 2024. He says he doesn't want to leave, but he says he may have to. And to be fair, if he wants to be the best wrestler in the world, he has got to go and prove himself at one of the big two. We might sure. think he's the best wrestler in the world because we're inside it all. But to a North American audience at the moment, he's he's that indie guy, you know. Uh, and we know he's better than that, but he's got to go and prove it. So yeah, he's got to go prove it uh, in one of the two companies uh, to to actually go go over with the North American audience. So you know, I mean, I, I personally I personally don't like it, but that's the way it is as far as the uh, the landscape of professional wrestling. Well, Jim, I do believe there's going to be a lot of answers coming forth 
in New Japan for Rising as we make our way to Dominion in June. Yeah, overall, like, uh, if you have to give a thumbs up or a thumbs down on Wrestle Kingdom, uh, how would you both uh, put it? Oh, you shit, bug, Jake. <laughs> when are you on the test right now, so? In-ring, thumbs up. Booking, thumbs down, definitely. So, somewhere in the middle. I love the in-ring. I've got no complaints about the in-ring. Um, the Sasha Banks uh, segment was complete dog, dog dirt. But the in-ring was definitely thumbs up. I can't deny that. But the booking, the booking for me really, really spoils it. And maybe I'm being too picky, but hey, that's me. Gentlemen, for me, I thought Wrestling Kingdom was a success. I would say it was an 8 out of the 10. And I can't wait to see what happens in New Japan for wrestling. Okay, so what we're going to do right now, ladies and gentlemen, is I'm going to ask uh, Sean and David, and I'm going to be involved as well, so the both of you won't uh, feel left out, a list of scenarios and predictions of what you guys think will be the most likely or the most unlikely so that's what we're going to do and i'm uh, and for those who are longtime listeners um i'm obviously ripping off of uh of one gimmick here of uh of our good friend john pollux but i just can't help myself so <laughs> just make that confession right now but so the thing is that uh, um we have 20 scenarios and i'm just gonna rapid fire them uh, as of right now so are, uh, david and sean are you ready i'm ready ding ding let's do this ding 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 all right so let's do this number one we'll start with the most obvious here wwe is at least sold to a new buyer likely or unlikely likely okay i want to say likely and i want to say it's gonna be nbc i'll say likely too i think it's going to be uh I'm pretty sure it's going to be uh, Comcast, uh, NBC Universal, so uh, I'll definitely put it there. Number two, MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, remains AEW world champion at the end of 2023. Unlikely. I'm going to say likely. I feel like they're going to bring this into 2024 because they've been hammering us over the head with debating war of 2024. Yeah, yeah. I could see an instance where um, he he might lose sometime uh, he might oh, lose wow. the belt sometime in this in this year, and he might regain it. So I- I'll say a slightly likely uh, to this to this uh, question here. All out end of year, Ricky Starks. Oh, Dave. that's a definitely a good one, <laughs> David. If anybody takes that title from MJF, it needs to be Ricky Starks. It needs to be Ricky Starks. Yeah, absolutely. All right, number three. Are we going to see Roman Reigns versus The Rock at Mania as a for sure thing? Likely. Gentlemen, I'm going unlikely. I feel like he has a movie commitment, and also he's starting up the really? SFL. So, yes, I want to say unlikely this year. Uh, I mean, if it's not with Roman, I mean, if it's not going to be this year, then when? Like, to me, like, to me, that, like, it would be already too late at this point, Sean, so. Okay, if we get this match in 2023, it's going to be at SummerSlam. Sure, I, I guess. Um, I'm still going to say... Yeah, I'm I still going to say likely on this. It's a stunning one, but no, it's got to be Mania. It's got to yeah. be a high-profile match to take it off him. There's no one There's no one else apart from... No, it's got to... Otherwise, keep it on him. Yeah, I mean, it, it has to be in the biggest stage. So I'm going to still say likely on, on, on the scenario. Because, like, if it's not going to be, like, you know, this year, then then when? Like, you know, I mean, SummerSlam, it's just not as big of a platform uh, to me, so... Not anymore, yeah. it's not. No, I agree. No, not anymore. <laughs> uh, you're gonna love this one, David. Number four, Will Osprey becomes IWGP champion at least in 2023. Likely and better at otherwise I'm getting on the plane. Well, David, book your ticket right now because that's unlikely. Sheesh. <laughs> I'm gonna say likely uh, on this one. I think uh, I think Will is um, gonna get his gonna going to improve and uh, gonna have his like his comeback story uh, this year, in my opinion. Just a quickie on that, Jake. If he doesn't, I can see him leaving New Japan if Kato doesn't book him as champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this could be like, you know, the, at least maybe like the, the straw that break the camel's back. So, yeah, yeah. we'll just see what happens here. All right. Next one, number five. Will we see the first mass roster release in WWE under Paul Levesque? Likely or unlikely? Let's just say eight or more talent uh, released. Unlikely. Okay, Jim, I'm going to go unlikely. I believe the era of mass releases have been is over. You may say see one or two people release at a time, but I don't think we're going to go back to the days of 
oh, hey, these 16 people we have on the contract that you hardly ever see on Raw, we're going to cut them right now. We don't have that anymore. Yeah, I'm going to say unlikely, too. I think it would be a bad look for them uh, at this point, uh, if if it, especially if you bring back a lot of these talent that you did release in years past, uh, a couple of years past, and suddenly, you know, go through this again uh, to me. Uh, so, yeah, I will be shocked, uh, to be honest with you. So I'm going to go with unlikely, too. Next up, will CM Punk have a public shoot interview uh, similar of when he left WWE and went on Cole Gabbana's podcast? Do you think we're going to hear his side of the story? Likely. Okay, I want to say unlikely. I feel like he's going to stay quiet, and it depends on where he goes. Does he go to the WWE or does he go back to AEW? But I feel like he's going to be quiet about this. I don't know about that. You know, he's he's a very headstrong person, you know, very, very confident in what he when he backs himself up. So I'm going to say likely on this. I, I mean, he probably won't uh, does not want to get into another lawsuit, but uh, maybe he'll he'll go off on something. But I'll still say likely. Here's an interesting one. Uh, next up. Number seven. Do you think stardom will hold a major event outside of Japan, either in the UK or in North America? Unlikely. Okay, I'm agreeing with David. I feel like this is going to be unlikely. I don't see Stardom doing it in 2023. Now, Jay, we could come back to this question in 2025, 2026, and that could be a possibility. I know they're owned by New Japan Pro Wrestling. I just don't see New Japan Pro Wrestling seeing any value to taking Stardom outside of Japan right now. Mm, yeah, I kind of agree with you there, uh, Sean. So I'll say unlikely uh, as of right now. Maybe in the next couple of years, we'll see what happens there. Next up, Brian Danielson wrestles for New Japan Pro Wrestling. David? Yeah, likely. Haven't considered it, but likely. Sean? I'm going to take the fifth. (laughs) (laughs) I'll add it. Um, Wrestle for New Japan, and also, he'll be involved in the G1 Climax. I'll be willing to take that risk there. All right. uh, Number nine. And this will probably be in your a little bit of your wheelhouse, uh, David, because um, going back to Brian Danielson, because he has said that he wants to wrestle uh, more internationally. Will Brian Danielson wrestle... For a UK promotion like RevPro. Uh, oh, take me by surprise. I'm going to say lightly because I'd love that to happen. I'd be there there in a heartbeat. It'd be like, take my money. I'd go anywhere to see Danielson now in the UK. Yeah, I, I hope so. Where, where would you like, like to see him? Yeah, where would you like to see him uh, if, if, as far as like a UK company? Well, I'll tell you what, the, the, the one that could afford him would be, even though we've still got to sort it out, would be One Pro Wrestling because Gauntlet's got a bit of backing behind him. And he's also got the talent. Um, I mean, like he's got Osprey on next month. He's got John Morrison, um, etc. He's got some big stars. He'd be the one that could afford him. He has an affiliation with with one pro, uh, with Red Pro, so maybe somewhere like you know. It, it, but that would then therefore probably be in London at the York Hall, which is a great venue. Oh, that's a great venue. Yeah, it is a great venue for wrestling. So yeah, that, that I'd go with that. Sure. Okay, gentlemen, I'm going to say unlikely, but I'm hoping I'm wrong about it. And gentlemen, yeah. he should be wrestling in progress because there's two people in progress. I want to see the match right now. Oof. One, Carnival, two, Sprite to Bay. Yeah, he's right. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, can't get deny that. So I'm going to say likely on this. I I, yeah, I hope I'm right on this. So I would love to. I would love to see it so, because like imagine the crowd reaction and uh, some great talent. So. We'll just see what happens there. Uh, number 10. There will be a second season announced for Dwayne Johnson's XFL. <laughs> David. Really? Can you imagine like launching this again and <laughs> we're <laughs> not even finishing up and not even see a second season out of this? <laughs> right. I'm just going to make a side point here. As you've announced that question, we don't, we didn't know that you were going to announce that. I've just seen on AW Dark Elevation tonight, Athena's Athena versus Marina Shafir. I think I'd sooner see that than I'd sit with another season of Twain Johnson's XFL. And I'll leave to Sean. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Sean. Okay. So I'm going to say yes, because I feel like the rock has better backing. And if everything holds to form, I feel like they got a better chance to get to season two. But this may be the thing that proves that the third time isn't a charm. I'm going to say likely on this uh, because I'm I'm more confident in uh, The Rock's uh, business acumen than I did with Vince McMahon, in my personal opinion. Oh, my word. 
<laughs> Move on, Jay. <laughs> okay. Keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen, when you're when you're listening to this back uh, one year from now. <laughs> All right. Next question: Will Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa reunite as a tag team? David. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say likely, but. I feel like we got to a point where if they do join together again, they better not turn on each other because we've been down that road too many times. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I'll say likely here. <laughs> All right, 12. Pat McAfee is no longer a full-timer in WWE. Let's just say that uh, he is planning to come back as a commentator on SmackDown. That's what uh, he said. But maybe he's going to get other offers out there and uh, might not uh, be involved uh, as much in in WWE this year. I hope that's unlikely, but I like Pat. Um, so I'd like, the more Pat McAfee I get, the better. Okay, I'm going to go with David. I want that to be unlikely because more of him on TV is very entertaining. So please stay with the WWE. I'm going to go with unlikely too. Okay, number 13. Omega versus Okada takes place in AEW. Hope not. Unlikely. Okay, I want to say unlikely as well because I feel like New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to have that match on their soil, and we may get one in 2024, but this next one is going to be in New Japan Pro Wrestling in 2023. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm probably going to say unlikely to just save it for uh, New Japan. Uh, number 14, uh, after uh, a, a wonder, like a very good uh, comeback uh, a few months ago, will we see Ricky Steamboat have a match in AEW? David. Yeah, likely. That's the sort of thing Tony had booked. I'm going to say unlikely. I feel like Ricky Steamboat had that match. It was good. He enjoyed it. And I feel like that was the swan song. That was the period on the end of the sentence. I feel like he doesn't want to be like Ric Flair and have one too many matches. Hmm. Okay. I'll say likely on this. Um, maybe that's something. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see, definitely see Tony Khan uh, uh, try to try to book this. And uh, maybe Ricky Steamboat still has that itch. Uh, itch on his shoulder so we'll just see you there <laughs> all right so we have five more here uh number 15 vince mcmahon gets inducted into the wwe hall of fame david how can i this is a family show <laughs> you stick that on me um if it's a, if it's a full hall of fame for groping women yes if it's not, no, i don't think i don't think he should no i unlikely Gentlemen, I'm going to say lightly because I feel like this is going to be the icing on top of this cake that he's going to eat. He's back with the company. He's going to put himself into the Hall of Fame as of just flipping everybody off. Wow. You could be right, Sean, but I hope you're not. I'll say unlikely to this. All right, and another one. Dana White's power slap as a second season. <laughs> David. <laughs> yeah, the main event of the first episode is Dana versus his wife. <laughs> Oh my in God. a catchweight catchweight bout. <laughs> um, um, unlikely. Sean. I'm going to say unlikely as well. I feel like this is going to get cancelled halfway through the first season. I can see that happen too. <laughs> I'll I say don't know unlikely. how he, if he recovers from that, I'm going to be the most impressed man in the world. <laughs> I'll say unlikely too. So, Alright, uh, next up here. Are we going to see Cody Rhodes have a run with either the WWE World or Universal Championship? I would say unlikely, but I would like it to be likely, if that makes sense. I, I, I think we're we're already. I've got no no problem with Roman. I've got no issue with Roman, but I think we're all ready to to, to see him lose at Mania and finally um, relinquish the belts to someone else. And Cody is as good a an option as anyone that they've got. Okay, I'm going to go unlikely, and I feel like Cody may get a short run here. But really, if you look at it storyline-wise, there's two people that should have this title after Roman. One is Kevin Owens. The other one is Sami Zayn. I think Zayn uh, might be another option right there. So, uh, But I'm going to say likely on, on this uh, scenario right here. Uh, because, like, you know, Cody is... I mean, I think Cody's going to get the Triple H treatment uh, when he came back uh, from uh, from his torn quad back in 02. So I can definitely I can definitely see that comeback uh, being, well, being that good. Quickly, gents, both of you have just said that you see Sami Zayn as a viable world heavyweight title holder. Yes, very much so. If you've been watching SmackDown and Raw for the last three, four months, I feel like this is how <laughs> the story have. needs to go. Right. Okay, Sean. Can you post me some of your medication, please? I want <laughs> I'm just joking around on that. So, all right, next I'm up. Here. 
All right, next up here. Number 18, three more here. Edge is going to retire from in-ring competition. David. Unlikely. No, this is fairly likely because he's already came out and said that he wants to retire in Toronto when Raw goes back there in probably August of 2023. So I feel like this is it for Edge. Hmm. I'm going to say slightly likely on this. So, uh, But we'll just see what happens here. All right, two more here. NXT Europe holds its first show. Are we going to see likely. this even come to fruition? <laughs> likely, 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 likely. Okay, as much as I wish this would be true and it would happen, since Vince is back and we're looking at the sale of the WWE, I want to say unlikely. Yeah, I could see some uh, some things happening here that uh, might uh, might put this in the background uh, at least. So. I'm going to say unlikely here. I don't know if this is going to go off the ground, uh, to me, in my opinion. Okay, and the last one here. Uh, let's let's start off with a, with a funny note here. Number 20. Will we see Ric Flair wrestle his last match again? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know why I sort of knew this was coming. Um, I think that's unlikely. I am hoping to God that this is the end of Ric Flair wrestling <laughs> and we've seen it. Because I don't want to see another Ric Flair match. <laughs> I'll say likely. <laughs> just a, yeah, probably right, yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to go on the other way here and it will turn out to be right <laughs> i'll say likely here and ladies and gentlemen that is the likely unlikely prediction list so we'll plan to come back uh next year and see how we all did okay ladies and gentlemen before we go this week on radio free professional wrestling please subscribe to our show and also subscribe to our additional show rfpw world of sport as this weekend me and david and possibly jake will be breaking down the nfl playoffs and we may need to talk to david about what in the hell happened to our cowboys (laughs) and one more thing um i just want to give our best thoughts best wishes to damar hamlin uh, as of uh, as of yesterday, finally um, back home in Buffalo and was released from the hospital. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, it was a scary situation uh, last Monday uh, watching uh, Monday Night Football live. But uh, really, really glad that uh, glad that he's in the road of recovery and he's feeling better right now. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you can follow Radio Free Pro Wrestling on Twitter at, at Radio Free PW. You can follow myself at RPW Sean. Jake, where can we find you on the Information Superhighway? My information superhighway on Twitter at Jake Allnar, on Instagram at jakealnar.mp4 to hear my weird takes on anything about the world. Feel free to do so, to follow me there. Um, I'm on dbrightly6 on Twitter or Big Duds, David J. Brightly on Facebook. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope to see you next week on Radio Free Pro Wrestling. Until then, have a stunning rest of your week. Brother. This is Sergeant Arms of Christina on behalf of the guys. Thanks for listening to today's show. Please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next time, the liberation continues.